ripped from the pages of ramblingbeachcat.com. This is your favorite duo, Seth and Nick. I use the term loosely. If by favorite you mean unwanted children who should be left on the steps of a fire station, well, that's us. Our plea for questions actually worked this week, and we've got some awkward ones from some of Nick's former high school students. So keep those coming to us at questions at ramblingbeachcat.com. And today we celebrate the start of the new Star Wars Clone Wars season on Cartoon Network. And we also kick off the Lee Saga in our Dale Story segment of the week. All coming up here on the Rambling Beachcast. Uh, if you don't listen to this podcast, then your parents just raised you wrong. Uh, well, when do podcasts happen? On Wednesdays. Uh, cue the music. <laughs> I know it's going to get to this point, Seth, where we have to talk about UK football, but let's talk about something good first. Let's talk about the season premiere of Clone Wars. Oh, yes. So you've, you've gotten to see it. Like, you got it downloaded and everything. You watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. I watched it earlier today. You, you know, and here's the thing. Like, I'll give you an example. I understand why people get angry because they're more invested in the expanded universe than I am. Like, for instance... Uh, okay, we're just going to tell you right now, if you have not seen it, we're going to spoil it like crazy. Oh, yeah, we're spoiling Don't it. deal with it. The girl, the Jedi, whatever her name is, with the weird hair, it gets I killed. I think it's Adi Galia. Wow, I am impressed and disappointed with you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, see, I was, that was the first thing I was going to bring up, too. That's We're on the same wavelength here, because I looked at, I watched I watched the episode, I looked at her, I was like, Really? Did they just kill her off? I mean, this is someone that they made multiple action figures out of in the prequels. Well, here's the thing, so. though. She died That's she died in the comics. Oh, like, late yeah. comics. Grievous killed her in one of the like really late Clone Wars comics, The Republic. And now she's killed here. And I understand that. Like, that's, uh, that's a little bit tough, you know, for... I mean, I understand the anger of that. Like, you know, when you're invested and then they just take continent. I mean... They couldn't have found somebody else. Like, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at the same time, I mean, oh, seeing Darth Maul and Savage Press like go around and killing stuff with lightsabers and that I mean, that was awesome. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I understand the anger on that. But anyway, I mean it was cool. What I like is you're starting to see like how this all plays and like I like how, for instance, uh they had the episode last season. You know, because you always wonder, it's like Order 66 comes out and all these Jedi just get gunned down and all. It's like, come on, these clone troopers had to have some attachment. And then they have that episode with that basilisk, you know, that four-armed guy who turned and was getting all the clones killed. And you can see where they thought, okay, this can happen to Jedi. We need to be prepared for it. Yeah. And same thing here. Like, I like how with, with you know, they've got Maul, you know, and Savage Press, you know, uh, consolidating the underworld, which is the thing that the Jedi usually took care of and now are not because of the war. And, and I mean, I think that's that's brilliant. So why couldn't the brilliant people deal with that? You know, why couldn't they Why couldn't they just... And it didn't matter to me. I'm not as invested in this girl with weird hair. I thought the way Savage Oppress killed her was awesome. I mean, I'm not saying I wanted her to die. I just thought it was savage. You know, but, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I don't know. I, do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been. I was just trying to look up some stuff on Adi Galia. Yeah, it, it was her. It was her in the in the first episode of season five. And I haven't seen anything yet as far as her dying in the Republic comic series. You think that would be a pretty she big did. oversight? You know, <laughs> she did. I, Seth, I promise you, I, I looked this up. I have the comic where it happened. She did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Grievous killed her. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's it, that's the thing is I think the series is great. I mean, we're we're kind of already getting off. We're just going to talk about how great the series is, but a lot of people won't see it, and sometimes, you know, they won't watch it. And it's it's for some people, it's because the the movie that came out like before it was so terrible, or the first couple seasons weren't that great. But for some people, it's just like an old man get off my lawn thing. You know, they're like, no, I, I don't want to, I don't want to watch this. It's not my Star Wars. It's like, shut up, it's Star yeah. Wars. Just enjoy it. It's lightsabers and stuff. 
Yeah, it's like how how often do we get new visual Star Wars material? Yeah, yeah. You, had, you had to wait. Yeah, granted, you had to wait twenty five years or so for uh, prequel movies that were rather yeah. underwhelming. But yeah, I mean, geez, come on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's kind of. I don't know. By the way, uh, really quick, I just want to cut in here. Are, are you are you talking into your mic so you won't sound like like you're in a corner and I'm yelling at you? Am I talk? Am I talking into my mic? Weird. For last podcast, how it sounded like I was screaming at you. And <laughs> you were like my manservant. I I have boosted my levels and I put a wind screen. I have a mushroom top. <laughs> Which on. I can see. <laughs> okay, good. I just want to make sure we're not in that. But. I, you know, like I said, I really enjoy the show, and I mean, seeing that opening episode, and you know, again, it start. I admit, it's starting to get a little ridiculous. Like the Clone Wars is three years, and oh my gosh, you know, if you go through the comics and everything, did, when did these people sleep? Like all the stuff that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I know travel time. Like <laughs> it's like, how long does it really take to go hyperspace from Coruscant to some backwater planet? that's under siege by the trade federation or by the, cause that's, that's something that I always wondered in episode three, you know, we have this nice little loophole where Obi-Wan is fighting Anakin and Anakin is basically burning next to this giant stream of lava. And the emperor just all of a sudden, ah, I sense Lord Vader is in peril. <laughs> and then, you know, it's like five minutes go by and he just shows up. <laughs> Yeah. On Mustafar, this like far oh. off planet. It's like, how long did that take? How long were you actually sitting there next to the lava pit? Yeah. Well, I, you know, like I said, I love the series. I, I thought the lightsaber fighting, the fact that you know, that's the thing is, I think it's so brilliant the way they're trying to tie it into the to episode three, which is why I don't understand why they can't just do a simple thing like, hey, this character died in the comics, so let's use another Jedi to die to show. I don't understand why they couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, it's it's a great show. Still, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. I keep trying to tell people, and they just laugh at me. So whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. There's at the end of the the first episode, they were showing previews for the next episode, and part of me is just like, oh, we're we're gonna have another one shot. You know, that's not gonna have anything to do with the main storyline or. Yeah, it's kind of like how they would always, you, you, you'll have like two or th two to four episodes at the start of the season that deal with the main plot line, and then you'll have two or three episodes at, at the mid-season that will deal with the main plot line. Everything else in between is just kind of like filler. Yeah. It's like, let's take this opportunity to explore the inner workings of C-3PO and R2-D2's relationship together. You're like, uh, yeah. Oh, just, just, just fight show more yeah yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Let's, do <laughs> let's do clone wars how about that for an idea you know? <laughs> yeah. um and it, like and here's the thing that i'm okay with retconning i'm totally fine with like savage press you know that felt a little bit forced was good but bringing darth maul back i was okay with it because he's such a good character and he died in such a crappy movie you know i was okay with it. and now like you're getting to see his intelligence and the way they brought him back and Everything I thought it was fantastic. I'm okay with retconning, you know. So like yeah. I said, I love the series. I wish they were a little bit more careful with continuity, but you know, I I usually don't wake up on Saturdays. You know, I, let's just say this: I never wake up in time to to go eat breakfast at McDonald's, and I did this Saturday because I wanted to watch Clone Wars, and it was good. Yeah, yeah. The the whole Darth Maul thing, I'm I'm okay with it too. I think if you think in the movies that he could have easily taken the place of General Grievous and had some more continuity that way to make his death a little more meaningful. Uh, but, you know, it's... I know... Yeah. I understand the merchandising marketing ploy of well, having also because General Maul Grievous. was supposed... To, or not Maul. Grievous was supposed to show the whole starting to develop the human cyber cyborg technology. Yeah. So... And I'm Lucas sure had bronchitis, and that's where he was inspired. Whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Um, we have a plethora of questions today. Uh, yes. First of all, I would like to thank Jack, one of my former students, for actually using the email. Bravo. Everyone else, it was Twitter or Facebook, which again is fine. But holy crap, people. 
you will be chastised. We have an email that would really, I would love to use and get things besides advertisements asking me if I'd like to increase my manhood. Because once again, I have asked that those be sent to my personal address and not to the ramblingbeachcat.com address. Mm-hmm. But they keep showing up there. So Seth, you want to, since we have a lot of questions, you want to you wanna start diving into these? Yeah, let's do a couple questions. Okay. The first thing is on the original thread. Most of these came through Facebook messages, but a band director friend of mine asked me, what is your real job? Because apparently I'm writing all the time. Uh, so, John, my real job is I am I am a teacher. I'm a band director, those of you who don't know it. I teach middle school kids how to play instruments, which does not sound as hellish. You teach as, them how to play the organ. Yeah, but, I mean, it's... it's you're, terrible but uh, it's 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 a great job i like teaching kids how to play instruments and i know for me middle school sucked like i hated middle school and one of the things about it that sucked is i didn't have anywhere i didn't have anywhere to like call my own you know you're it really is middle school like you're in the middle of everything and everyone's all awkward and clicks or like there's no like in high school Pete, there's like a slight sense of irony like even the clicks they can kind of regulate because they're like oh wow we're acting like the people on tv shows we should probably back down that doesn't exist in middle school like there's really mean clicks and and really friends friends will turn on you for no reason i yeah i I had a group of friends who just randomly all of a sudden decided they didn't want to hang out with me anymore it was really confusing it's because you were probably showed up naked one day i know the way i dressed in the (laughs) in my grunge outfit you know I would well, wear okay. I would wear plaid flannel, and then they they would be like, "That's look at that poser flannel." And like, what what are you talking about? This is the same exact thing you're wearing. Look at me, you know, I'm a conformist. Because you don't want you don't want me around for some reason. Well, you're you're really bitter about this. I, I was at the time. Yeah, this is bringing <laughs> bringing up some old scars. I, I went to two different middle schools because I was part of a military family. Really, your family moves around a lot. Yeah, I know, right. I, yeah, Seth, <laughs> Seth has lived in almost every every area of the continental United States. He's yeah. if you Seth, there's a very good chance Seth has lived near near or in your hometown, in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth's actually <laughs> been inside your house watching you sleep. No, but uh, I remember. Okay, this is crazy. Crazy is there's a girl I'm still friends with her now. I'll use her full name on here. Um, but I don't know if she listens. To this but her name is Stephanie, and Stephanie, when I was growing up in high school. Stephanie was like the girl at my high school. You know, everyone, every high school has like that one girl that everyone thinks is like the most amazing looking girl ever. Stephanie most likely was the to girl. succeed and most likely to. Well, I mean, she was smart and everything too. I mean, she was honors class and everything. But I mean, this girl was drop dead gorgeous. And she won like whenever they did the supplerative, she won like most attractive. She was on homecoming court every year. She won homecoming court. Like she was that. She hated middle school. And we went to the same middle school. She was only a year ahead of me. And she said the reason she hated middle school was because no one would talk to her because her family couldn't afford to buy her, like, nice clothes. Now, let's think about this for a minute. This girl, and I mean, I remember when I was in middle school, she was a year ahead of me. So I'm not going pedo here. I'm I'm talking when I was 11 and she was 12, looking at her and thinking, man, she's pretty hot. But, like, the popular kids wouldn't talk to her because this really hot girl was wearing clothes that weren't from, like, Gap and American Eagle and stuff like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's middle school. Yeah. Right there. Uh, you know, I, I give my school a lot of crap, but we do anti-bullying initiatives about every single week. <laughs> it's like we're having another assembly on anti-bullying, and I'm like... I want to beat the crap out of her. Keep some of these. I want to bully them, you know. But but really, the reason why is it's a big problem. But kind of getting back to the point, uh, one thing I like about man is I, you know, my kids they have a place like you know I have to kick my kids out of the band room in the morning, so they all want to go in there and hang out, and you know they they get really competitive about like region band and honors, you know, all state band and trying out for stuff, and it gives them something that's theirs that they really like and that's you know, a place for them to go and a group they belong in. So I like, that's why I like my job. Seth, what's your real job besides our awesome work here? I have a cornucopia of part-time jobs. I, I, I mean, love I when have... you say that word. <laughs> I'm not going to die. My my uh, attraction for women completely switches when you say cornucopia. Cornucopia. Just like that. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. 
Yeah, I too am a music teacher, although I do not have a full-time public school teaching job like Nick does. I spend part of my time teaching at Phoenix College, which is a local community college here in the Phoenix Valley. I have a rock music and culture class that Ow! I teach. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have my doctorate in trombone, so I also teach private lessons. I have a private studio here and I've taught at Arizona State University. That's where I did my, my degrees and also play in an orchestra, the Scottsdale Arts Orchestra and Phoenix Symphony, I play a little bit with them and Tucson Symphony and so yeah. I have a bunch of part-time jobs, and I'm trying to find something full-time at the at the moment, just like most of America. I keep offering an enslave, and you keep turning me down. It's a That's different okay. resume, man. I, I gotta yeah. I gotta update that CV. All right, and by the way, one reason we're doing so many questions is no offense, but a lot of your questions sucked. So I had to go <laughs> online and and solicit, you know, like. All these people, a lot of them former students. One thing about teaching is I let my former students, I had to go in and be like, ask me a stupid question right now. Like, well, uh, bleh. <laughs> I was like, we're looking for questions. Like, I've never asked it. I'll do it. So that's where, you know, all of a sudden I got flooded. I, I didn't think, you know, I thought, okay, maybe one or two. And then all of a sudden I got a flood of questions. So we just thought, well, let's go with all of these. So let's ask a few more. Uh, Jack, who was one of the people who was actually courteous enough to ask a question via the email, which is questions at ramblingbeachcat.com. Mm. Seth, would you like to say that one again for us? S- say it a cornucopia of times. Questions at ramblingbeachcat.com. Thank you. Uh, Jack's question was, what are your top three favorite? I think he means iPhone apps. He just said apps, which I'm going to assume is iPhone apps. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. He says, what are your top three favorite apps? See, apps can mean like topical creams or <laughs> yeah because i i definitely have to apply those sometimes yeah for things i'm not going to discuss on this cortisone cream yeah uh benadryl cream yeah those are all I, great apps yeah i mean those itches you, you're not supposed to talk about just Mm-mm. you know in places that are are embarrassing to scratch no i'm just sure. that's gross uh let's <laughs> see my favorite apps uh wow Jack, that's a good question. I would have to say um, one of my favorites is my lightsaber app. I have a lightsaber. Yeah, that's a good one. And one thing I like about it is that not only does it make the lightsaber noise. Here, I'll put it on the podcast right now. Mm. Hold on. That didn't. Did you hear it just now? Oh, let yeah. Me, uh, okay, let me. Yeah, it makes the <laughs> lightsaber noise. We're going to get sued by Lucasfilm now for using oh, his copyrighted sounds on podcast. Okay, but here's here's the cool... Oh, this is going to really get me sued, then. Uh, uh, Joe, this makes Joe angry. If we're somewhere in public and people are, like, quiet around us, it also has music you can put on with it, like this. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, like, we'll be at a Riverdogs game, and I'll put this on. Like, well, everyone's just sitting there. It's like, turn that off right now. Which all that does <laughs> is encourage me. You know? <laughs> Atticus! We must get through... You know, he, he gets <laughs> You and the chosen one! So that's another. Um, I like Cowbell, not because it's that great of an app, but because I can annoy my wife with it. My wife's pretty impervious to most of my stupid things, but I can push that. And, I mean, that's one of the few times I've tested her and I lost, where she said, if you continue to do that, I will punch you. My wife's not a violent person, so I went up behind her and went, and I just got nailed. And so... Of course, I continued to try it. Uh, my final one that I like is my Yeah app. I actually have this on my bottom toolbar. Well, I, I haven't done this very much. I need to start this again. But what I'll do is I'll walk around with a pair of sunglasses, and I'll wait for someone to say something I can make a bad pun about. Like, for instance, I had a kid that um, one time, like, he, you know, middle school band director, like I said, and he dropped a, a or someone bumped into his saxophone and his reed broke. He said, oh, uh, he was like, oh, I can't believe you did that. And someone said, what? Uh, I asked, I said, what's Ryan angry about? He's like, well, he's mad because John just bumped into his saxophone and broke his reed. I, I guess you could say his shoulder. And then I put on my sunglasses. Isn't the only thing with a chip on it. And I do that for every bad pun I make. <laughs> and it's great. It's awesome. And, I mean, there's so many, like, one time one of my science teachers was like, man, I need to go to the store. I was like, why is that? She goes, 
well, I'm running out of glue. I said, well, I guess you could say you're in a very sticky Sticky situation. situation. (laughs) And I mean, it gets to a point where half the people think it's great. You know, like, this is teachers and students. Like, half the teachers and students are like, are you going to do the yeah thing? And the others are like, will you please stop? It's a complete polarizing thing. So those those are probably, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it. I should say, like, my CNBC uh, you know, stock market app or my, <laughs> yeah. you know, all these, those, Face those apps, I gotta yeah. be honest, I, I probably use those way more. Uh, I also have a, a flashlight app that I enjoy. Okay, mm-hmm. Seth, what are some of your favorites? Well, aside from the usual ones that I, that I use a lot, like I use Yelp and iHeartRadio, uh, a lot. And of course, FaceSpace. And, uh, but the, the three that I really like that are somewhat unique is I have an app called Cigar Boss, which anyone who knows me is I'm a bit of a cigar aficionado. And it's a virtual humidor, so you can keep track of uh, your collection or your uh, what, whatever you have in your, in your humidor. And you can read reviews and write reviews and uh, see all the different sizes of cigars and keep track of things that way. So that's really... Uh, <laughs> I could actually get kind of awkward if someone looks over your shoulder. It's <laughs> like you're like outside. Oh, sorry. Trying to find something seven inches here. Uh, <laughs> All right. What else? What else? Uh, I also really like the TED Mobile app. Which it, you're gonna go, you're really gonna go all like respectable. You're gonna make me look like a child, aren't no, you? No, 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 no. Because so far it's like my cigar app and my TED app. You I'm know, there like I like my lightsaber app, and my cowbell. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Okay, I, I like the vibrate function. That's the yeah, app yes. that I like on my. Is that what you a- keep asking me to call you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, the TED Mobile. If anybody knows the TED Talks, which are inspirational talks by a wide variety of uh, interesting people uh they have a, a mobile app i used to download their podcasts and it was just taking up you know over half of my space on my uh hard drive so i've uh, got the mobile app and i really like that a lot and the other cool app i like is the futurama app which allows you to design your own head in a jar oh nice and, and you could change like all the different physical features and alien race or human race and you can create your own head museum i'm gonna have to look that up <laughs> yeah okay that's pretty cool i like that i will uh, on just so you don't make me look like a complete idiot uh i actually use my iphone in my class a lot i use uh the tuner which is like the best tuner ever yeah tuner and, and metronome and use the metronome and there's also another thing instrument which is within reach which gives you like the fingering for anything which has saved my butt a couple of times with like an oboe player is like Mr. N, why do you? I'm like, uh. <laughs> so, third uh, position. You just gave yeah, her a tremendous. Like third position. It's like, uh, ask your teacher. Um, okay. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no. Okay. Let's yeah. go to another one here. I will um, also say that Shazam is really cool. And all, all the stuff like Pandora and Spotify are really cool. But I use Groove Shark for my rock music class. And they finally released a beta app for the iphone so I, I i make playlists for all my students so that they can listen to assignments and things so those are the other ones i like i like i love pandora i like shazam but it, shazam has made me look like an idiot more time because i'll you know i'll never forget there was a song my wife dragged me to Pen- benetton one time you know it was like a clothing store and there was a great song on the radio this awesome song and to this day i've never found what it was that has haunted me. That was like seven years ago, and I still think about this song sometimes. I, I, I declared myself after I got Shazam, this will never happen again. So if I hear a song, you were in a restaurant with me one time when I did this. Yeah, it was the last time I was holding up like the Statue of Liberty. And I think enough people have had Shazam, but they just think I'm like some idiot with my phone up in the air, which I am, but I have a purpose. Didn't you have trouble with it? And some girl yeah. came over and told you what it was. You know, actually, if I was single, that'd probably be a good way to meet chicks, I guess. Just sit there with your phone up. Some girl's going to come over and tell you what the song is. Probably not. <laughs> I'm just doing things right now. Okay, uh, let's see here. Micah, he is. Uh, he runs a great face. Cal's cats on Facebook. I thought you were going to say the comic interlude. No, no, no. That would be awesome. Yeah, Micah. <laughs> Micah, if you're listening, you're awesome too. But Micah Pearson, he runs the um, the Cal's cat uh, Facebook page. It's a very popular uh, Facebook page for Kentucky fans to meet 
and discuss and right now complain. Uh, his question would be, do you think that the Duke and UNC drama, like with all the stuff with you know UNC, the academic scandal, and Duke with that jewelry scandal, do you think it'll affect recruiting battles? And my answer is no, because Duke's going to get away with it. Yeah. And uh, UNC, I think some people are going to look at that and say, hey, I can go to class and not have to do anything. Because they got away with it. I mean, the NCAA pretty much came out and said, we knew we know you were cheating, but we can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we can monitor what you do in high school when you're not in college. But once you get to college, the NCAA can't do anything to have any oversight over well, what... They can if you cheat, but if, if a school makes a class, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they can't do anything about it. I mean, basically all that happened was the chancellor stepped down for UNC, and that's it. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's ours. And then Karen, my wife, sent it over Twitter, even though she's only like three rooms away. Just wanted to ask, she goes, will UK win any more football games this year? I really didn't want to try to talk about Kentucky football. <laughs> I, I mean, Seth, I have to admit, as, as doom and gloom as I'm being, I think we will beat Sanford. Yeah, we'll be, we should beat Sanford, though the loss to Western Kentucky means anything is possible in the wrong direction. But I will also say, when we were looking at the schedule at the start of the year, we knew South Carolina was going to be tough. We knew that Florida was going to be impossible to win. But the other teams that we were looking at, Arkansas is a mess right now. Missouri, not as good as we thought they would be. We're still going to get demolished. Well, I, I think so, but our chances are better now. Mid, you know, going to into the midpoint of the season, I think our chances look better that we might be able to steal one from somebody somewhere. So, you know, Vanderbilt does not look like the same Vanderbilt team that they were last year. They lost to Northwestern. They got we pounded lost, by. We lost to Western Kentucky. I know, but we proved that we can be competitive. Wait, wait, podcast fear. My wife just walked into the man cave. Well. What? She's just walked in here. She. This is. I don't think I've ever podcasted in the same room as my. Go wife. to your happy this place, is, Nick. Go to your happy, <laughs> place. happy place. Happy place. Okay, go go ahead. I'm sorry, I just had to interrupt for that. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, the the last the last half of the schedule. I mean, Georgia will be tough. Tennessee. I don't know what to make of them yet. They don't scare me as much as they did at the start of the se- season, if that makes sense. So I I think our chances look better now to be able to to steal one like arkansas i mean arkansas lost to louisiana monroe who would beat us right now well another sunbelt team yeah yeah i guess just like western i mean western keep in mind that the combined records of the teams that beat us are 19 and 1 yeah i i know i i just i mean it makes me mad because i've watched a spiral down i mean you know, Saturday's game in South Carolina, that first half felt like it did when Rich Brooks was here. I mean, yeah, we were still under, we were still overmatched for a lot of SEC games, but we felt like we could win. And you see, here's what ticks me off. And Rick Mentor actually said something really smart. You know, he said, you know, the first half, the reason the defense played so well is Spurrier's all about razzle dazzle and, you know, different offense. Once Spurrier, and this is what Rick Mentor said, he says, once Spurrier figured it out, he could just run the ball right at us. Yeah. That was it. And every team's going to do that, and we're going to get destroyed. Because Joker fired our best position coach mm-hmm. on the offensive line to recruit better, which hasn't really happened, and fired our best position coach on the defensive line to recruit better. Okay, I'm starting to. Let's yeah. take a funny question. I mean, at least, <laughs> at least we got a, at least we got a good receivers coach now. Yeah, we, well, we have a receivers coach. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, at least we have right. a receivers uh, coach. <laughs> no offense to you, Martin. I love you, but you weren't a receivers coach. You were an amazing recruiter and a great assistant coach, but. Yeah. Okay. This is from another former student. Let's see. Where are we? Why isn't there a separate compartment for the poop to go in diapers so that babies or adults don't have to sit in it? I have a compartment for mine. What's he talking about? No, but really, I think that's an interesting question. I just don't know how you because poop. Because well, I think what what Jack's not thinking about, Jack. What I don't think you're thinking about is babies when they poop are often sitting down. So even if there was a compartment, the poop would spread out on the butt. Hmm. I don't think 
uh, babies oftentimes when they poop are laying down, sitting down. They're not going to be upright. Now, for adults, this totally makes sense. I can see Yeah, this. yeah. There's the state of matter that poop is in, Yeah, that in-between mixture of solid and mush. Yeah, is, <laughs> is mush a, ma- a state of matter? I wish... Yeah. I wish I could. Uh, I it, wish is I knew it is. It is. It is. After you said that, yes. Yeah. So. But the idea of having a compartment—it's like, how are you going to open that compartment you know, using some kind of Jedi power? Well, no, just a separate little uh, something. I mean, that would be that would also be very awkward to wear. Or if it were like a a sock compartment <laughs> on the in the back. Like that you yeah. could just go in and it would just follow you around like some prehensile tail. Yeah. So it'd be away from you, but then, I mean, you'd have to position yourself pretty, uh, I don't know, awkwardly to make th- that happen. I think the compartment idea, yeah, you see, here's the problem is people who poop their pants, whether they're very young or very old, there's not a whole lot of motor function and lo- logistics and movement that's going to happen. I mean, when they poop their pants, it, it, it's not like they're sitting there planning out what's going to happen. Normally, when old people poop their pants, it's it's an accident. Normally, when, when babies poop their pants, it's an accident. So for the compartment to work, you have to be in very specific circumstances. You can't be sitting down. You can't, be, you know. Yeah, and you think of the the lack of accuracy that we men have just when we pee. You know, how are we going to be able to pull this off when we're firing off a missile blind yeah. on the backside? Yeah, Jack. I think it's a good. And she, he said that his friend asked, "Is his friend is trying to create this?" Uh, tell your friend. I mean, it's it's a good idea. Um, maybe Seth and I just aren't the people to come up with it. I'm not an engineering type person. I keep thinking uh, of Tupperware, like like <laughs> so, like some kind of Rubbermaid attachment that's gonna follow you around inside your diaper. That because that's the main thing. I mean. Why have a have a compartment if it's going to stink that bad, and you're just going to have to change it and remove it? You need oh, yeah. some kind of aroma protection yeah. from that only Rubbermaid could po- probably provide. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get carry a your lunchbox around. All right, Ariana, this is another former student, which I'm a little concerned that she asked this. She goes, "Do you have a secret desire to pamper yourself with makeup?" Everyone's initial thought is makeup like. You know, girl makeup. I I remember one Halloween I went as Two Face, and mm. I, I and it, maybe there's some latent part of me that I don't want to talk about or get to right. I don't know, but I actually really enjoyed the make like having the makeup put on and doing the you know for that's half of my face. I liked it. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. So yeah. I don't know, but but I mean, girl makeup. I don't know. Like girls, have you ever like? If any of you watch Jenna Marbles and she does the thing where she has to, like, she did a, a makeup thing where she put her makeup on her boyfriend and like they actually like stick that eyeliner crap in their eye. Like I, I freak out about stuff being near my eye. Like my contact lenses, that's hard for me still, and I've been wearing them since I was sixteen. So I, I couldn't handle all the eye stuff for makeup at all. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I would need the in my pants because the poop. If they had a dual compartment, like you could keep your eye makeup and and your and, and your poo, you, what if you mix that up? Well, then you'd be that's, some kind of pink savage. Eye. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's pink eye. No, you know what I'm, I mean? I don't know if you freak out about stuff being your or in your eye, but it, oh, I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, I haven't worn contacts in forever. I, I used to have contacts till I got LASIK, but. Uh, I, I missed that because you had a sexy librarian thing going on for a while. I, I did. I did. Yeah, I'd take them off and then just kind of chew the earpiece a little bit, and you, you'd, you'd kind of look at me and... Okay, you need to either stop where this is going or edit that out because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Jesse, Jesse Bronco, and I use her whole name because she's going to be famous one day. She's an amazing singer. She says, if there was a movie about your life, what actor would you want to be you? You know, I'm going to go with uh, Jennifer Lawrence because that would mean I'd get a lot of script meetings and advising meetings with me and her alone. Mm. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence would be the, and I know she's a woman. I know that even if she was a man, she'd be a lot more attractive than me, but she's an insanely attractive woman. She's a very good actress. Um, her or Amanda Seyfried, because uh, they're both good actresses, so I know it would be done well. 
Like, I mean, Megan Fox is an easy answer. Megan Fox isn't a great actress. You know, like, like you get time alone with Megan Fox, but then, you know, your movie might kind of suck. You'd be explaining a lot how to breathe. You know, yeah. A lot of... But if you get if you get Jennifer Lawrence, who's an excellent actress and Drop Dead Gorgeous, then, uh, then yeah, that's... Or Taryn O'Neill, that's another one. If I can get... Well, I shouldn't say that, because Taryn O'Neill and I are, are kind of friends now. I've done an interview, and she's married, and I'm married. But uh, Jennifer Lawrence, I think definitely that would be who I'd want to play because I would get a lot of script meetings and uh, like advisory meetings and we'd have to like go to lunch together a lot and she'd have to ask me a lot of questions about myself. I'd have Jennifer Lawrence asking me about myself. So Jennifer Lawrence would be my answer. Seth, what about you? So you just picked a bunch of women and I think I understand why, but what exactly is the question again? If there was a movie about your life, what actor would you want to be you? Okay. See, I think that... Chris Farley, even though he's dead now, but if I had, if there was one actor who was as close to me, both in mannerisms and physical features, and I know I'm probably just eliminating any chance of getting any woman ever uh, again now because I look like Chris Farley. But as far as somebody's sense of humor and the way he looks, he's probably the person that see you're going all on. wrong on this Seth. you gotta you gotta shoot like for instance if i could have someone play me uh like for real on the guy side of things i'd get john stewart because I, I i aspire to his level of humor but he's so much funnier and better looking than i am and that's how people would remember me they wouldn't think about me they'd think about john stewart and that's who they think nick nathaliotis was i'd have joe play me in the movie <laughs> <laughs> who, would, who would play who would play joe who would play Joe in in a movie about our lives? Who, someone who with be... someone with a bicycle helmet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, uh, oh man, I'll even, that's a good question. I don't know who would play Joe. So you know, maybe the uh, the Mac or no, the PC guy, the guy like you know, from the commercials. I'm a Mac. I'm a PC. Oh yeah, yeah. I can imagine him doing it. I can see that. He did a TED talk actually. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty. It's actually pretty funny. Um. I, I, Jesse, this question kind of stinks. Is what would what, if you won twenty million in the lottery? What would you do with the money? Well, of course, I'd. Well, actually, we would I'd open a comic it. store. That's what yes, we would do. Yes. I now here's the thing. People are crazy. I think I would actually. I know at least like some people I hear like they say, "If I won the lottery, I'd quit my job the next day." I know that if I won the lottery, I would at least stay at my job the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, as crazy as this sounds. You know, because I, I really like to write and do podcasting, but I really here's the thing: I really enjoy teaching kids how to play instruments. That part is fun. Okay, the other stuff can really suck. So I think what I would do is is hire like a secretary team. You know, because it would take more than one person, like a team of secretary stuff, just to handle all the paperwork and all the BS and the music appreciation classes. Have <laughs> them do that, and I could just teach my band classes, and that would be it. Like you know, I could you know, and I could do you know, and I don't mind doing after school stuff for that, like listening to playing tests and helping kids out and stuff. Like, now I don't know, I'd have to see what the stress level would be like after that, but I think I might still want to keep my job. I know I would at least for the rest of the year, and I would refurbish my instrument, you know, inventory because Charleston County gives us like a pile of dirt it says here by by a tuba <laughs> make <laughs> instruments make yeah. instruments out of it yeah uh, <laughs> what would you do Seth? so as a comic store we know we'd do that oh yeah definitely have a a comic collectible store i would still i i'm the same kind of way i would still want to have some kind of work to keep me active i'd want to get into publishing publishing music and arrangements and stuff that's something i've wanted to get into for some time now the usual answers of taking care of your family and making sure that uh, you make some good investments and in real estate or whatever, whatever it is you want to do. You know, the, you you are like Mister, like you know the apps. I'm like, I want to go against cowbell. And I hey, hey, Futurama like, app, Futurama apps up in your business right now. I came through at the end. Reasonable investments. I said, in addition to that, I said, aside from all that. I think I would want to make a make a tour of meeting all of the celebrities and people that I've wanted to meet before they die. 
Yeah. Like, I got to meet William Shatner recently, so I kind of crossed that off my bucket list. But I would want to smoke a cigar with with William Shatner. So, you, so you'd pay him? You'd be like, hey, can you Why not? For, Why know? not? I'll pay him for a personal photo op and, you know, hang, hang with have dinner with him or something. But I, I think people like Stan Lee or Leonard Nimoy, uh, Sean Connery. Just think of the street cred you would have. You had, like, if you had Sean Connery. Yeah, on your podcast or just until he starts talking about hitting women. Yeah, oh, that's, so that that's... Would get... <laughs> sometimes I think it, it's a good open firm slap. You know, sometimes you can see to the argument. What what did she... he say specifically? He said something like that. Yeah, like, it's, was... he said uh, when she's won the argument and you've conceded you know, the argument to her, but she just won't let it go. She keeps bringing it up and keeps bringing it up, and you've already said your piece, then he feels it's okay. Just never a closed fist, but a, just a, <laughs> just a, an open open slap. You know what I do? I, I take my cowbell app out and just start ringing it at Karen. <laughs> she just leaves me alone <laughs> or punches me. So, all right. And her final question woman is, scream. That's what, what you do would you do scream. if you knew it was the last day of the world? Ooh. Probably kill myself. <laughs> wow, what, that's dark. Why don't you do that? Just for the irony of it, you know, you're going to die anyways. But you just, well, I've always, you know, Nick Swartzen, uh comedian, he had a great line. You know, I've always said I, I never, and I'm someone, I'm someone who I've dealt with like depression before, like you know, severe depression, and I still, when I dealt with depression, didn't consider suicide an option. But I've always said, you know, that being said, the good old Larry David, that being said, if and I would never would. But if I was going to kill myself, Nick Swartzen had a great idea. Before you do it, say, oh, my God, who farted? And then jump. Just because people <laughs> would wonder. It's like, wow, that must have been really bad. Yeah. You know, like, so that would, I guess, be worth it. But you wouldn't get to see the reality. You know, people ask it. It's like, wow, did he really kill himself because someone farted? Just sit there and be like, oh, oh, who farted? And then, you know, shoot yourself. I mean, that... thing is, there know. would probably be some other psychosomatic effects. Like, everybody else would start, quote, smelling <laughs> it and just <laughs> jump off, too. And then just everybody's jumping you off. You might inadvertently trigger a mass suicide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought about that. That's actually very irresponsible. <laughs> so, Another but, but um, Town Massacre kind of thing. Just... But you would really kill yourself if it was the last day on Earth? I mean... I, well, it, it depends on how how are you going to die. You know how how is the world going to end? If you're going to go out in a a brief flash, like if if you're not going to feel any pain, then maybe I would wait. But if I'm if I know you're going to suffer, then you know why why not go out with the least amount of suffering? I don't know. Yeah, you're dark today. Like really, that's like oof. I don't know. I, it's I just... Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. That's what <laughs> I, I only have these thoughts on Mondays. It just yeah, yeah. I'm really, I, I really am not sure, and I'm not going to try to pull that whole. I try to live every day. It's my last. That's BS. Like I hate when people say live every day. It's yeah. still your last. It's anyone like, really? who anyone who because, says that and sleeps till noon is full yeah, of crap. Because like, I put on pants today, and I know I'd probably just not if I <laughs> if I knew it was going to be the end. I don't know. I really don't know, Jesse. That's a that's one I haven't thought about. Maybe I should. Why, don't, why didn't Jesse tell us what what he or she wants to do? She, she, Is it she. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Let me see. I can't remember. I don't know if we have any more. I think that's what we got for our questions today. So thank you for all the questions. Thank you, Jack, for finally, finally using the email. Dust enough the old e box. Yeah, nice. yeah. You know that that was nice. Um, I think what we're gonna do today. We can uh, start the Lee saga. That's right. We could start the so, Lee. So uh, before we start the Lee saga, before we mega deal, it's a mega deal story. Yeah, mega. this is going to take a, a couple of podcasts. Seth, why don't you cue that music? <clears throat> I'm listening. Dale story. I like the Zabadi Dale. Yeah. Alright, so 
the Lee saga. And we actually asked Lee Allen, Lee, to be on the podcast. And he he said, I, I give you full permission to tell the story, but I just don't feel comfortable telling it. He, this was a very tough story for Lee. And I mean, it is funny, but you'll see what I mean. It gets pretty, he was like, I just, I don't think I can do it. Yeah, it's funny after the fact. Yeah, it was, it was pretty intense when it happened. And I would call it the Lee saga because, I mean, it really, it, it ended up spiraling from that into more and more just craziness. Yeah, it caused a big old chain reaction. Yeah, it was kind of like that, that psychosomatic fart that I was, I would cause if I ever killed myself. <laughs> Wow, I had never thought about the effects that could have. <laughs> Who farted? <laughs> How do we want to start this off? Do you want to start this off kind of where, where it goes? You want me to? I think I'll, I'll start it off because I kind of knew where it came from, and then we'll, we'll kind of yeah, you know, we'll piece it together. Uh, Lee, he had a girlfriend that went to Florida State at the time. We are in Kentucky, and uh, he had bought plane tickets for um, spring break. Spring break. No, it wasn't for spring break. It was just for a weekend. It was for a weekend. Okay. To go see his girlfriend. And uh, he was going to go see her. And um, about three weeks before that, uh, we'd, we'd started the second semester of school. About three weeks before the weekend he was going to go see his girlfriend, Dale gives us a schedule, and it has a church gig on it. For a tremendous like, choir. Yeah. yeah. And Lee's like, oh, I already had these tickets. And, I mean, you have to understand, when you schedule stuff like that, you, you got to give people more than three weeks' notice. You can't just say, well, okay, you know, I mean, this this is the type of thing that needs to be told, you know, for anybody. And so Lee goes to Dale, and I mean, I remember him talking, he's like, I don't, I don't know how Dale's going to react to this, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. So Lee goes to Dale and says, uh, you know, Dale, I'm, I'm really sorry, he's like, but I, you know, I have a, a conflict, I already bought tickets for this, you know, this trip, he goes, well, you know, I mean, you, just, you can't go, we have a church gig. And Lee was like, yeah, but we've already paid for these tickets. I mean, like, I've already paid for them. And I think Dale's response, correct me if I'm wrong, was, well, I do, I've seen the car you drive. I know your parents have the money to pay, you know. Why don't you just have them reimburse you? Yeah. At about that point, I mean, the wheels came off pretty quickly. That's kind of, and Seth, I'll let you kind of take the ball here. That's what the, you know, this, this is like the, the, the fart conversation, you know, that Dale had with me, where eventually he got to the part where he said he didn't allow his wife to fart. This the, the wheels coming off came much closer with this when he said, you know, well, you know. And then uh, I'm missing a line where he talked about the way Lee's parents raised him. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the conversation went Dale eventually saying, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day. And, you know, she agreed with me that there's just something about your generation that just, you know, I mean, basically it. Your parents just raised you, Rock. Yeah. And I think he was talking about all of us our, our, as a collective generation. I don't think he was just talking about Lee. I just imagine him sitting there talking to Janet while she's trying to hold in a fart. <laughs> or his church support group. Yeah. Where they're all you know, just asleep and drooling. Like, and, oh, uh, yes, you're right, whatever. Just... <laughs> bye. That's great, Dale. But, uh, and to give you an idea of how ridiculous this was... This was a church choir, or sorry, a church gig for our trombone choir. It's easy music. It's never that taxing. The reason we were doing the gig was to put together money. We would get we get a little uh, paid a little bit. We were putting together money so that we could make the trip up to ETW, and it was completely unnecessary for Lee to even be there at the gig. It's not like his absence would have caused an inability to to play at the church. We had all the parts covered. There were multiple people playing the same part he was. So there's no reason other than trying to prove a point that <laughs> Lee had to be there. So it was one of those things, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm right. I'm right. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, it, it, would, it was just kind of, it just spiraled into this irrational reaction. Yeah, and, and Dale met, We I think, did we meet with the studio to discuss it all. Well, I yeah. don't think we meant to discuss about Lee, did we? No, but once the syllabus thing came up. Well, let's hold on. Let's let's back up a little bit because you remember, I mean, Lee, this whole thing. Well, no, because I don't remember. There was some case in point where Lee was like, well, no, you know, you can't just tell us three weeks before on a weekend and expect us to be there. 
Yeah. And, and, he, and he said, well, I mean, I'm sorry, but, yeah, you have to keep your weekends open for church gigs. I mean, when do church gigs happen? On, on Sunday. Sunday. That's, that's I remember that quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I remember uh, he it got to the point where he ended up going to, like, like the head of the school of music, didn't it? Well, the the fact that, yeah, the fact that once we mentioned that about the scheduling, it's like, yeah. well, Dale, you, you never – you never told us when exactly these gigs were going to be because you didn't give us a syllabus. It's like, oh, I don't have to give you a syllabus. What? Oh, and we're like, well, no, you never. It's not, it wasn't just us trying to get off on technicality. Like, it's supposed to give us the dates for all these things. Yeah. And he yeah. did. He I mean, I don't know when. The, I don't know when these gigs are going to happen. I mean, I, you have to keep your Sundays open. <laughs> so, really? And so, like, I remember my favorite thing was. We were at Trombone Choir, and Dale's like, all right, well, uh, you know, the, the whole room's tense at this point. And we're yeah. already the first one semester. We're all angry. And on Lee's behalf, I mean, none of us have been you know, screwed over by this, but Lee has. And he goes, okay, well, uh, you know, I, I thought I <laughs> thought that you, you guys knew what the expectations were and, you know, that we, we knew we had an understanding about scheduling and what we had to do. But, uh, you know, uh, something came up. So here's a syllabus. Yeah. Yeah. This go. is like a month after the semester started. He passes out a syllabus. And I forget like Seth taking the syllabus and being like, receive February, whatever. Yeah, I yeah, put the receive date on because I was like, I know this is going to come back and bite us. I know this is going to, this is just going to blow up even more. So, And, and it was just, the, the thing that really got me was, you know, the fact that he, you know, he got mad at us because we were like, and we all kind of, with the thing with Lee, it kind of set a precedent. It was like, wait a second. So you can just say we're playing on a Sunday or a Saturday, you know, two weeks out, and we have to change any plans we might have. Because we had, you know, we would sometimes, you know, go places on weekends. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, at, we weren't at this like point, my. We, we had things that we did. Yeah. Like, Brad lived in Kingsport. I live, my folks lived in Chattanooga by then. But it's like we sometimes we like to go see our family over the weekend, yeah. And just we're supposed to drop all that on a whim, add on a whim. Ah. I just do that. But yeah, he, and then and then I think I'll add in like, wasn't this about the time that the the evaluations came out? I don't know. I don't remember if it if it was or not. Let's just say it was. <laughs> Evaluation that the semester because this is this is all to a boiling point that was definitely yeah. part of the boil and well we we have to save some of it for the next podcast too oh yeah part two we'll, we'll, we'll have this as the final thing so we're already at a boiling point you know with Lee and and everything you know it's it's getting bad and things get to a, a burning simmer where we uh we filled out evaluations and you know we're we're angry. You know, I and mean, this thing with Lee isn't the only thing we had. We're, we're very angry. Um, but the semester before, we filled out evaluations. And, like, none of, nobody was going to fill them out, honestly, because Dale, you know, could tell who was who. Even though they're anonymous, you know, there's a certain number of juniors, a certain number of sophomores. He'd be able to narrow it down. And he's yeah. the type of person that would go through and pick out. And sometimes professors do things that are pretty brilliant. Like, okay, Rick Clary, who has actually responded to a few things I've said on here. So I apologize, uh, Rick Clary, who's the director of Bands at FSU, if you take offense to this. I thought it was actually one of the most pimp things I've ever seen in my life. So I don't mean this in a bad way. Rick Clary one time did say, you know, he would have people that would get mad at him. And so what they would do is they would just give him all negatives on the yeah. evaluation. And this could happen like it happened in Ohio recently. They did a poll, and 30% of people in Ohio thought that Mitt Romney was the one who ordered the kill on Bin, Bin Laden. Huh. And the reason why is not because they actually thought. I'm sure there might have been like one or two idiots. But mostly it was because people wanted so badly to say Romney to everything and not to Obama. They just answered everything Romney. So same thing here with, with Rick Clary is they would just go down and, and put bad for everything. Well, Rick Clary comes in. Uh, after getting evaluations, he says, all right, guys, uh, I noticed that one of the biggest issues we have is people saying that outside assignments don't correlate with what we're doing in class. So we're going to fix that now. And he gave us these massive writing assignments. Yeah, papers and stuff we with, had to with do. That. And I'll tell you what, I'll never forget when he left the room for us to do evaluations that semester, people turned around and says, none of you, none of you. 
put down a negative for that one. Nobody. <laughs> and, and like we all put positive. And we, I, I'll tell you right now, evaluations for him. I, I guarantee. I thought that was awesome. But Dale's the type that would take it and be a little more vengeful with it. So yeah, we, we we'd always it, put please type. Yeah, yeah please for type. comments. Yeah. Lee was the one who had the brilliant idea. He says, instead of putting our year, let's just put other. So he won't know who filled out what. I don't know why we'd never thought of that. Yeah. But we did. And, I mean, we tore Dale apart on these evaluations. And what I, we didn't realize is the professors don't see them until months later. And during this yeah. whole thing, Dale one day is just yelling at Trombone Choir. It's been one of those days. And, you know, he's like, <laughs> and finally he goes, you know, I read the evaluations last night. And they really upset me. And then we're like, oh no, he's going to cry again. (laughs) You know, I thought we'd work some of these things out, but I guess not. (laughs) So, and and this is, this is the classic Dale question. He goes, so you, you guys tell me what you want to do. Yeah. How many of you want to practice your parts and and sound good? Good. And go to ETW and do something special. We, you know, of course, everybody raises their hand because he always frames it as how many of you want to sound terrible and be he- terrible human beings? And how many? <laughs> it's like, of course, you can't raise your hand to that. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, well, and how many of you want to not practice and not sound good and not do what you're supposed <laughs> to do? And we're all like, okay, fine. That's what we'll do. And then here came the most, this is the most awkward ending to any meeting or rehearsal I've ever had in my life. It's like, all right, fine. That's what we're going to do. You know, we sat here and watched a 50-year-old man break down in front of us. He goes, peace. peace. <laughs> and what's funny is no one moved. Yeah. Like, we all just sat there. We were like, what? What? And like, boy, he moved. I'm like, are, are we supposed to? Like, and we're trying not to be like, you know, not trying to be like all snarky. Like, hey, is that me? We get like, we didn't really know. We're like, are, are we? Are we done? Bye. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but there was like a, a 20 second pregnant pause. He's like, peace. Peace. And he just walked out. Well, and I just, just stood there for a minute. Peace. Yeah. And then he, after, as he was leaving, I remember looking at Clint because I was like, Clint's going to draw this. He's going to draw this. And eventually, you know, the picture of the halo with the, the peace side. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was a good time. Yeah. So we'll finish the. The Lee saga next week. There's more to it. (laughs) Yeah, there's more to it. The the thing with Lee's airplane ticket was the Concord and Lexington of this whole thing. Because it really really got down to the point where uh, everything just spiraled out of control. That was like the... The tipping point. That was the Spartacus moment where they hung up the other gladiator and it ticked off all the other ones. The dead gladiator. This was that moment. So. Yeah, but there's more. There's more to the story that we'll get to next week. Well, thank you for your questions. Um, that was a good batch. Good batch of questions. Good batch. I should I should hound former students. Uh, we don't know anymore what's happening with interviews. Like, we'll have people that, you know, it's like, oh, you're coming on this week, and then are you going to be here? And So we don't know what next week will hold. You know, if Kentucky wins a football game, if Seth oh, and I don't die of a heart attack from excitement. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. And Midnight so, Madness coming up. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's it for me. Thank you for your questions, and thank you for uh, giving us a wonderful forum to blab about. If I were, if Jesse, here's the answer to your question. If the world was going to end tomorrow, I would call Seth and be like, let's do a podcast. Yeah. That's what I'd do. <laughs> I would listen to our entire repertoire, and then... <laughs> you know, I, did, I, I think I, I told Seth this. I listen to us while I'm in bed when I go to sleep, and I laugh and... Karen's like, why are you listening to yourself and laughing? And I'm like, because I'm awesome. <laughs> so I said, Seth is 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 awesome. I am awesome, and we're together, and that's double awesome. And I'm now, listening to it. I'm falling leave asleep. Leave me alone. Awesome. Yeah. Leave me alone, wife. Yes. Yeah, so, so <laughs> go make a sandwich. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me Sean Connery, you. Just... Yeah. Seth, do you have anything to say to our intrepid listeners? No, nah, that'll finish it up, man. Everybody, thanks for listening. All right. Good night. Why did I say good night? God bless America. Good night and good luck.
16, so... All right, we're going to edit that out. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Either that or put it in the outtakes. Yeah. <laughs>